Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish, here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy DM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday D&D game. In this case, I am running the hardback adventure by Kobold Press called Scarlet Citadel. This is a dungeon-delving adventure set in the world of Midgard. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you want access to all kinds of exclusive adventures, exclusive tips to help you run your D&D games, the City of Arches sourcebook, and all kinds of other benefits, you can do so by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. And to the patrons of Sly Flourish, thank you so much for your support. The link to join the Patreon is in the show notes below. So this is our second Scarlet Citadel game. We've had a session zero and we've had our session one. And I'm going to talk about the session one. And then today we're going to get ready for our first real adventure heading to the Scarlet Citadel itself. The Scarlet Citadel level zero, the first, the first layer of Scarlet Citadel. But first we'll talk a bit about what happened in the last session and we will get our session planning template ready for today. So, ooh, before I do that, I wanted to make some modifications to it. So let's go back. When you're tuning your, let's see, we'll, we'll, we'll get rid of this one, delete. When we are tuning, we're gonna tune the template. I am using Notion for my campaign planning today, as I have done for now a couple of years. And one of the things you can do is tune the template that generates your session notes to make it so it has all the things that you need for your particular session. And to do that, we go right over, we highlight the general generate session planning template and there's a gear icon that says configure template. We open that up and at the bottom is the session notes template down here in the template. And you open that up and now we're in the raw, we're in the raw stuff. So for example, one thing we're gonna do is we're gonna change this cover I actually have a, a, a picture from the book that I want to use. The, the positioning isn't great, but it's probably good enough. So we will, yeah, we'll do that. Save position. So now my session planning template will have that header image on all of them. And what else are we going to do? One other thing that I probably need here is I'm going to add race, class, and player and background to my notes here for the characters so that I can see more information about, because it's going to take me some time to remember like whose character is who. So we're going to, we're going to do that. So I have my race, I have my class, I have my background. Now we have more information about the character in the template itself. All of this is good. I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of these. I guess we'll keep one of these. That's all good. And then in the in the notes here, I'm going to put the actual character names because I have character, 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 character. And we are going to put the character names. So I have, let's take a look at the characters. We have Dorn and Garble. We have, Jay has not made a character yet. Malarkey and Mez. I spell Malarkey. Malarkey and Mez. Now, of course, when Jay comes up with a character and has a name for it, and we have Skrink. We have a scratch pad ready, and we can use this scratch pad for initiative. We can use it for tracking hit points of monsters. We can use it for doing general positioning and things like that. We can use it for a lot of different things. So it's handy to have the actual names in here. So now we've customized this template a little bit. And now, I, I, all I have to do is leave it. And now when I click generate a session planning template, I've got that header image. I've got the people's names. And if I go down there, I've got the character names and stuff. So anytime that you're making a modification you think you're going to want for future templates, it's important to change the template. 
and save yourself the time of constantly, constantly redoing it. And today's date is the 16th. So let's take a look at the characters we have today. I think Jay might still be out. I, I don't think he is in today. So we have Dorn Greycastle. So Dorn, played by Joe, is a, a, shade, a, a shade fighter who came back and he has, so he gave me his character sheet and everything like that. I have the character, the characters are all done in, they'd sent me the PDFs. And boy, does he have backstory. And his, his general backstory is that he was killed in the Forgotten Realms because the Grey Castle family is, is from the Forgotten Realms and essentially woke up here. But boy, he wrote like, yeah, talk about backstory. He wrote a three-page three page backstory in Word and I pasted it all in here. Eventually, I'm going to have to read all this, but it is not this day. But I think I did, I did read it when he sent it. And I think the, the, the gist of it is that he was in this other world and he has been sort of jumping back and forth his personality has been jumping back and forth until he woke up. So he's got like a lot of like with his interim and the tri and tribor area and stuff like that, which I think is from, you know, the other, the other, this looks like storm King's thunder, right? Storm giants and, and other things, but then, you know, popped up and popped up here in here in Midgard. So, so that's, so that's pretty interesting. So that's Dorn. We have Garble played by Pat, who is a mushroom folk rogue far traveler mushroom folk rogue his story their story is pretty straightforward which is they are looking for they are looking for a new place for their clan to show up so so pretty good straightforward straightforward stuff with with them malarkey jones played by jerry is a tiefling warlock noble and she uh, is a follower of the Weird Weaver. So one of the things we have to think about is like one of the main arcs of this campaign is this connection to the Weird Weaver. The general, the general thought of this campaign is that the characters are traveling into Scarlet Citadel to try to free the Weird Weaver. And what is the Weird Weaver is a question because I was like, is the Weird Weaver an actual Midgard god? Like, I don't think so. And I looked and no, the Weird Weaver is not a Midgard god. The Weird Weaver is essentially randomness and chaos. It is an idea of randomness and chaos. So what would that entity look like? And I'm not going to answer that question yet. I'm going to hang on. I'm going to hang on to that question because I think it's cool. And the idea of when, but it is trapped. And the idea that it is being, if imagine if you could trap chaos and randomness and draw energy from it, that could be that could be pretty cool. So we're going to figure out what that is. Anyway, Malarkey, the, the female tiefling warlock, is a patron of the Weird Weaver and started following Skrink Skibbers, played by Juliet. And she had a very good life. She had a very, you know, she was very eloquent. She also has a big backstory. And did the, look at that, paper character sheet. And got captured. And I don't think, she was not one of the ones that was killed. It looks like she got kidnapped at one point and came back. She fights with a great club. That's kind of interesting. I don't think a great, isn't that, is a great club a D8? I thought a great club is a two-hand thing. We'll figure that out. One of the tricky bits, because you don't have D&D Beyond to handle the math for you, is sometimes mistakes can be made. So that can be tricky. So that's Malarkey Jones, follower of chaos. Mez. Room Seleth is their full name, but they go by Mez, is a, right now, I think Sharon, who is playing Mez, might, might change her mind about, about Mez. So I'm not sure. She started with a fighter, and she, I'm not sure. She, 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 made, she made information like she might not be that interested in a fighter. So we'll see. So they are a shade fighter who was 
also killed and brought back again. Or no, they, they're the ones that bury the dead. There's a barrier of the dead and buried the body that Dorne Greycastle now inhabits. The two players got together and actually worked a lot on their backstory. So I'm going to learn more about their backstory in the actual game today. But there's this connection between Mez who sort of brought, who sort of, you know, buried and then dug up or buried and recovered the body that now is inhabited by Dorne Greycastle. And, and is a, is a, Mez is a fighter. And then last we have Skrink Skibbers. Skrink, who we all adore. I need to get a character sheet from her because I don't have any of her other information, so I'll have to do that today. And she, Skrink, he is a rat folk wizard who also was sacrificed by cultists and then met in the afterlife, met the entity known as the, the, as the Weird Weaver who said, I am trapped and you have, to, you have to help restore me. And Skrink said, sure. And so Skrink came back and now is kind of one, not the focal point of the party all kind of go in this direction but all of these connections together are bringing them back together again so skrink is this and and skrink is very much like a like a, a rat of the streets doesn't want to you know isn't isn't doesn't want to like sleep in a normal bed prefers like sleeping up on a rooftop or in an alleyway stuff like that so that's that's skrink so those are the characters we have spent a little bit more time on that because i'm still getting used to who everybody is and then we got to figure out Jay is still choosing a character. So last week, we began the session with them coming down a path heading towards Scarlet, heading towards Red Tower, the town that's near Scarlet Citadel. And they found a monument in a clearing. They, they kind of heard voices and found they were drawn by a voice that said, like, help free me. And they went to this and they found an old archway. And around the archway were a bunch of bandits, one of whom had this like weird, crazy rod and was like waving it at the thing saying, you know, come on, work, banging it in their hand and waving it. And, the, and then when they saw the characters, they immediately turned and said, oh, thank God, a fight. Right. Oh, we're so bored. Oh, we're so glad to fight. So they engaged the characters. There was a great big battle. And during the battle, the one who was waving the thing around, finally blood from her arm went into the, went into the, the rod and it blazed with light and the, the portal opened up out of this gateway and a hand reached out and was like frantically waving at them, like, come help me. And they're like, well, that's weird. And then the woman whose blood went into it, she immediately aged at a tremendous rate and churned into like a crazy, you know, crispy woman lying there. Old, you know, like like burnt paper, to quote Terminator. And they're like, well, that's weird. And they got, some of the bandits ran away. Or I think one of the bandits ran away. The other ones were, were killed. And then they went over to the, the, the hand and they started to draw the hand out of this person. And the person they drew out was chased by shadows. I think two shadows, two or three shadows. I can't remember exactly how many. And they had to battle the shadows. And luckily, the shadows only really hit one person and drained four of their eight strength from the shadows. But they defeated the shadows and that, and then, and then rescued the person. And the person that they rescued was Tymon, the follower of the Weird Weaver. And we're going to put Tymon, follower of the Weird Weaver, here in our NPCs. So Tymon said, you know, I, the, the, the voice that they heard, this kind of connection, the Weird Weaver started drawing these people together, said, like, my, our, our, our deity, our patron, our whatever we're going to call it, is trapped down in Scarlet Citadel. Something, something is bind, binding, binding the Weird Weaver down in Scarlet Citadel. But come with me and we'll go to Red Tower. So then they went to Red Tower and I introduced Red Tower. There are two things. Here's your, here's your sly flourish tip from the day, tip, two tips of the day 
from the last session. Two things I really wish I had done in the last session. The first thing I wish I had done is have an event when they get there. Instead of just having them sort of show up at the town, I would have, it would have been better if when they show up, there is some event that's occurring in town that they can get involved with. This is really true. Like if you're running a travel scene or you're running any sort of, I want to say like non-traditional D&D, because certainly go into it, nothing more traditional than go into a town in D&D. Always be asking yourself, like, what are the options that you're offering to the characters? What choices can they make in this situation? Are there, is there room for choices? Are there rooms? And in order to give them room for choices, you have to give them a situation with information for them to be making choices about. So you could have an example from my other game is, can you have a dwarf merchant who is really upset at the heretical teachings of a young acolyte who's you know, has a belief system that's different than the dwarf and the dwarf has guards that are going to beat up the acolyte. That's a situation to get involved in. The players probably don't want to just kill one group or the other. They've, they probably don't want to just, you know, but they're like, are they going to make an enemy? How can they handle this? There's things that they can get involved in. You could have like an execution of somebody that the characters know to be innocent could be an example of something that the characters could get involved in. What are some situations? And both, you know, so there's a framing events table in the Dungeon Master's Guide that's really good for something like this. I also have town events, I believe, in both the Lazy DM's workbook and the Lazy DM's companion. I sure wish I had used my own book to create an event. Part of the reason is I was like, well, I'm going to use what Scarlet Citadel is offering. This is what it offers. So I kind of stuck with that. But if I had thought about it, I would like to, uh, I would, I would have liked to have added an event to the situation. So when they show up in town, there's something immediately that they can sort of get involved in other than here's 22 locations, which one do you want to go to? Because that's really not a, 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 not a, not a really great choice. The other thing I wish I had done is highlight which locations in town are a good fit for which characters. So when we talk about like spiral campaign development, the idea of spiral campaign development is you, instead of building out a giant world and building everything out in that world, you look at where the characters are and you say the characters are in Red Tower. So we're going to spend our time and attention focused on what's in and around Red Tower. What's the lore around Red Tower? Who are the people around Red Tower? What are the locations? What are the situations? What are the, the hooks that can get them involved in stuff? And we've got that because we've got Scarlet Citadel. The book's got all this stuff. The big thing, Red Tower is going to Scarlet Citadel. And we're not thinking about like, well, what's going on in the Southlands? What's going on far to the north? I'm actually worried about that in another game because they actually are headed to those areas. But generally, we're worried about where the characters are and probably where the next step is. Where are they going next? And making sure that we're filling out that stuff. So the spiral development is focusing on the characters and building outward from them. And we can do that with our town. And we can look, instead of building out an entire town and saying, we're going to have 22 locations, we're going to focus on these 22 locations. Instead, you can say, what are the... What are the locations that are most likely to be of interest to the characters? So if we look at these characters and we say, we have Doran Greycastle, a shade, for, fighter, former adventurer. Well, first of all, one thing you could have is you could have somebody recognize Dorn and say, but recognize who they used to be before. I thought you were, I thought you were killed. I was at your funeral, right? That would have been an interesting thing to do. But of course, as a fighter, they could get involved. What are, what are some locations that fighters would want to get involved in? Well, seedy taverns would be one. A guard barracks or an adventurer's guild or something like that might be another. So, you know, so you can find that out. Now for Garble, the mushroom folk, I actually did come up with something pretty interesting, which is when they went to the local inn to rest for the night, he said, oh, we have a big compost. We've, we've had members of your kind here before. We have a 
compost heap out back and you can go rest there if you like you can both suck up nutrients and rest for the evening and he's like oh that's great and he waddles back to the compost heap hops in the compost heap and there's two other mushroom folk there right and like oh hey how's it going and but they don't talk they send spores back and forth and so they was able and then i was able to drop a couple of the rumors from the rumor table that were spread through spores from the mushroom folk that's an example of giving the player and giving the the character a an area that is built for them right and why not build the town around them like they are the ones that matter so that works really well malarkey jones the 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 tiefling warlock there could be sort of like a creepy standing stone with strange you know and particularly there could be a monument to the 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 weird weaver or maybe a group of people that follow the weird weaver and that that could be tied to the npc timon so something like that met the 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 the, par, the the perfumer there could be an undertaker who operates here and they could go and talk shop about the right kind of odors in order to make sure that the dead don't stink too much so you could have like an undertaker's shop for them for skrink scribbers skibbers the rat folk wizard you could have like a little wizard there is a wizard that's actually here but you could highlight that there's this wizard here and maybe the wizard sees the rat folk and you know maybe they're oh yeah you're dealing with arcane stuff you, you know there's also a witch maybe you want to deal with the witch or the wizard maybe the witch is actually the one who's oh yeah she she enters the dead for us she has all kinds of special solves and things and you know herbs and spices that she's able to use to make sure that the bodies of the dead go quietly and not too smelly so you want to think about what are the elements of the town particularly if you look at like red 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 tower you look at red tower and say what are the places of red tower that are most likely to be interest to the backgrounds you know to the to the races classes and backgrounds of the characters and highlight those pay attention to those and then when you're describing the town you can say like oh yeah you you deal with the dead are the, the witch outside of the woods she deals with the dead and you can draw those connections and that way you're not just throwing up every single possible location and they're not too generic because i'll be honest as though i've been lying to you all this time when I looked at Red Tower, after having run Red Tower, it's not the most exciting town in the world. Another thing, I said that I was going to do two things. I'm going to do a third thing. A third thing is I really would have liked to add a meaningful monument, some kind of object that exists in the town that's fantastic. And an example would be what if there was like a pyramid spire and a giant obsidian 20-sided die that's spinning in the area and it is a weird monument to the weird weaver and it's one of the reasons why it's one of the reasons why they've come here time in has come here it's like there is some kind of connection to chaos here and that monument was actually built hundreds of years ago nobody remembers why it's there but you can do this kind of weird thing in the center of the place and that then the characters will remember that they'll go wow that thing was strange like the rest of the town is like a broader town but there's this weird monument in the center of town that has a spinning D20, right? Pretty, pretty ideal. So three tips for making towns interesting. One, start it with an event. Have an event occurring in the town that the characters can get involved in. Make sure that there are options for the characters to make decisions. Don't just tell them something. Give them something to do. Give them choices to make in this situation. So when they go into town, they and they, they get to introduced to the town by this scene or situation. Two, build, cho- choose the locations in town you think are gonna be particularly interesting to the characters and highlight those. So that there's this good, think about it like, a, like if you're a nerdy programmer type, an API. You have connection points from the characters, you have connection points from the town, you wanna make sure they match up so that the characters and the connections match up well. 
And then three, put an interesting, fantastic location, a fantastic monument in the center of this town, something that is cool and interesting and that will grab the attention of the players. You can tune it around things you already know about the characters, like the, the weird pyramid with the floating D20. You can also use random tables for this. Again, there's lots of random tables in the Dungeon Master's Guide for this, but also Sly Flourish's The Lazy DM's Workbook and The Lazy DM's Companion have ton of, tons of random tables to help you, inspire you for monuments like that. There you go. So... What else do we have? So we're going to have our strong start today. So they, they, they went to town. They almost murdered the, the mayor, which was a little like, wow, are we really going there? Like they met the mayor of the town who's kind of a sleazy dude. And for some reason, they decided like, well, where do you live? And and then, you know, what? And he's like, well, and they're like, well, maybe we'll come to your place. And he's like, why would you want to come to my place? I'm like, we don't know, you know. And there was very sinister. Like for some reason, they were like, yeah, we're going to rob the mayor. And they got onto that this this dude who's very you know when you see him you're like yeah I definitely want to rob that guy right and his whole thing is like he loves new adventures that come into town because it's money right uh, other and then another man came out and he's like you know you're all gonna die like everybody who goes to the that goes to Scarlet Citadel doesn't come back and so they were like you know I, I don't know there was this weird interaction with him where they were like trying to find out more about what he was doing and then they later on they were talking to somebody else like what can you tell us about the mayor and they're like oh he's a nice guy he lives up on the second floor of a of a thing out back but he usually leaves the window open at night and there's actually an old ladder that uh, is sitting out there behind the fence near near his second story window and there's a swamp that's right nearby and boy if you bury anything in that swamp you'll never find it again and everyone's like <laughs> you know why why they and that was me just kind of being funny and doubling down on their on their stuff but i sure hope they don't murder the mayor i will probably do a let's let's pause for a minute i don't want let's not murder the mayor how about i gave them a map to town i gave them the key and i actually wrote in all of the locations in, a, in an image so that they can actually see what all of these places are and i think there's still room well i think they've i can't remember if they left i think they're on their way but i think that there is not i think that there is a good opportunity the monument of the Weird Weaver. I think we're going to start our strong start as Tymon shows off the monument of the Weird Weaver. So I can, I have the opportunity to sort of fix some of the things I wish I had done in the last session. In this session, I, I definitely want them to head towards Scarlet Citadel. I don't want to spend a lot of time dorking around in town. So I'm probably not going to write in the, the sort of interface points now. But I think that I have the opportunity to fill in some of this stuff. For, for example, he can take the characters and say, I want to show you something and take them to that central area, R3, which is, where's R3 in here? R3 is the ruined temple of cores. And I say, it was a temple of cores, but let me show you something. And maybe he goes down into the basement of it. And in the cellars is this big cavern. And in this cavern is this massive weird weaver. And he's like, I don't know what this means. But there's a lot of power and there's a lot of energy. And maybe what the weird, this, this, this monument is doing is, is like, it's pulling the ley lines in. I think could be a, you know, I think it, that could be an interesting thing that it's doing. So, so now it'll have that special feature. It'll have this weird location. The other, some of the other things I can do is I can think about those interface points. What are the, what are the places in this town that the characters like to go? And I can, I can figure that out. And what, so what we can do, for example, we could just, we can, we could whip this up. Though we really got to get into the actual part but we'll, we'll do a red tower do i already have red tower i already have red tower so we'll do down here in red tower character driven locations and let's see 
what we're going to do is we're going to open that in a new window. Can I open in a new window? No. The problem with Notion is that because it uses context-based right-clicking, you can't just say open in a new tab. So we'll get our character list over here. You know what we could do for funsies so that you guys can see what I'm doing is we will grab this here. So why we have two windows, right? I can put characters down in here and I can do locations up in here. So character-driven locations. So Dorn Greycastle, what would be an interesting place for an, a shade to meet? The guard tower, so we'll do, this is for Dorn. Guard tower with a friend who knew the person whose body Dorn is in now. All right, this is more of like a character hook. And what's the, we might as well fill this out. I'll go to, to our quick links, get our names, give this guy a name. Allison Treebright is the name of the guard. So like a guard tower. So that's that's something to kind of investigate. We have Garble. Garble has the the compost heap behind the inn with other mushroom folk hanging around. That one was pretty easy, and that one I actually had done. We have Malarkey. Malarkey is the tiefling warlock follower of the Weird Weaver, and we have the Weird Weaver's Monument in the chambers beneath the Temple of Kors. It's a good location. For Mez, we have the Witches. Let's, let's, let's look at her thing. So she's, I think, an E4. Zula's Cottage, where Zula uses herbs, spices, and essential oils to keep the dead from, to help, to help, to help the dead reap the afterlife. Yeah, that's cool. And then we have Skrink. So Skrink has already sort of created a rooftop abode atop the inn. I think the inn has been very accommodating to them. And they recognize that Grink prefers to stay outside. That's not the brewery. Where is it? The cage. So I think they'll probably make like a little nest for Skrink up above the place. And then I don't know what. So now I've got some, you know, those are some character-driven locations. Next time they go, these are some that the characters developed, but I'm kind of hanging on to. And other ones where I'm like, I could sort of draw them. I could draw them in a bit. I think an interesting scene so timon follows the weirdo shows off the monument doesn't know what it does so secret and clues the monument of the weird weaver is older than red tower the temple was built above it and the dwarves dug the dwarves who built the temple found it when they dug below the, the Weird Weaver Monument seems to be drawing or pulling the ley lines, the local ley lines. It's somehow connected to whatever is below Scarlet Citadel. So that's kind of cool. We have a, let's see, I just, I just brought it up here. Allison Treebright. We're going to make an NPC card for Allison here. And she is a... Guard captain of Red Lark. Red, Red Lark. Red, Red Tower. Red Lark's from a whole other game. Knows Dorn 
from their previous life. That's cool. Let's see. We'll do D&D portrait female fighter. Find it. Find ourselves an image. What does she look like? That one's not bad. Yeah, that'll work. Cool. What other secrets and clues and stuff do we need? We can move this to my old session. Well, let's take a look at the session notes from last week and see if anything came up that I want to do. The bonds binding the weird river lie in the depths of Scarlet Citadel. That, that came up. All these secrets and clues came up. Red Tower is once an elven hunting lodge and then the village of Redleaf. A single tower of red stone remains from the older days. Surrounded. Surrounding village refers to as Red Tower. Yeah, but I'm kind of changing that a little bit because I'm going to have that. Dwarves built the temple, of course, but they, they built it around that region and then they found out that there was something below and that they don't know what it is. The Wand of Windows did not, did not come up. So that, that little bit of treasure didn't, didn't occur. I'm probably going to rely on the, on the book for some treasure. So oh, let's see. Let's go back to our notes. So we can put those in our old session notes and go back to our notes here. So scenes. We have Tymon shows off the monument, of course. We have Allison Treebright, Treebright recognizes Dorn. We have, so Allison Treebright served with Dorn. We'll say during the fall, so we're going to add a little bit of Midgard lore here. Served with Dorn during the battles against the vampires and ghouls of Morgoth, Dorish and Morgoth. Trying, whoops, what the hell? How'd that happen? Trying to restore the the kingdom of i need to bring up ghouls sorry i've got empire of the ghouls up in another window here but i'm not going to load it up because i don't plan to be here for very long there's a group of royal folk who got kicked out of their kicked out of their own here we go now let's see krakova yeah the kingdom of krakova and they were killed well he was killed dorn was killed Allison retired to Red Tower. That's a good secret. We'll save our other secrets as we explore the first couple of chapters, the first actual couple of chapters. So I think I want to run a... I'm not going to run one of the city encounters or the town encounters. They have those nice town encounters. Here's the witch. She's, she's a valuable NPC. Each day, the target spends on the outskirts of Red Tower. Check to see what they what they run into, and these are not the most exciting random tables I've ever seen. I don't have time right now, but I guess we'll use this in time being. But I would really love to build a random a random encounter table here that uses more monsters from Cobalt Press stuff. So I'll probably I'll probably do that. They have they do have terrain encounter so why don't we let's see let's get my dice here and we'll roll we'll roll up an encounter for the for the day some like to roll their encounters during the game i think i prefer rolling them before so i definitely want to have an encounter so of course like if i roll a one to four one to thirteen of course so how do i roll this 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 oh, we'll just roll a d6 and we'll we'll do this terrain 
one or more creatures, terrain and encounter feature one or more creatures. One, two, three, four, five, six. So we're going to do one or more creatures. Although that terrain encounter feature with the one or more creatures sounds interesting. And we're not going to do that many of them. So let's do that instead. So let's take a look at the terrain encounters. That looks cool. And we're going to roll a d20 for that. 19. Wild mists. Cool. So let's look at the wild mist. Some of the areas of the forest develop light mists with no apparent origin. The mists are harmless, but a DC 15 reveals they are unnatural. Side effect of the magical energy seeping from the surrounding ley lines. Spellcasting characters may make DC 13 to notice strange feeling in the air as they pass through. Casting a spell that, that expands a first level or higher spell slot within the wild mist causes a surge. There's a 50% chance that the spell is cast, though one level higher. 25% fizzle, 25% morphs into a different spell, randomly determined from the character's spell list. That's kind of hard to do. So, okay, so we have an encounter, wild mist, with, and then we'll put a creature, and we'll roll a d12 plus a d8. d8 and d12. And we have nine. Nine is 1d3 human commoners. Small group of woodsmen or hunters. If the characters are friendly, group is willing to share camp for a rest. If the party accepts, don't check for a random encounter during the rest. Commoners also warn the party of the area woods where things can be treacherous due to sinkholes, tree falls, poisons. Next time the party would roll on the terrain encounter, it is negated. Interesting. So we'll have human commoners. We could have human commoners dealing with something else. Like the like human hunters kind of dealing with something else. Let's roll again. I kind of like doing this, which is mixed multiple encounters together. So now we have a 15. That's Tobias the Hermit. But I think we'll do the wolves instead. Wolves are low challenge rating. Let's let's pop open. I'm not even... I'm, I got 15 minutes left in the show. I haven't even gotten to the area yet. But we're going to get Tome of Beasts. Give me a sec. Pop open Cobalt Press's Tome of Beasts. And somewhere in here, I'm going to freeze it because I moved too many pages too fast. They have good lists of monsters by terrain. I need monsters by challenge rating. There we go. So we're looking for roughly wolf-like creatures, dust goblins, roachling skirmishers. Oh, these guys are cool. These guys look neat. So we'll do some roachling skirmishers, page 329, Tome of Beasts, being attacked. By Roachling Skirmishers. What did I say, 329? I did. A little bit more interesting than wolves. Then they reach the outskirts of Scarlet Citadel. So, let's go to Scarlet Citadel itself. And we'll go to that first chapter. So they reach the level zero. We have a nice, some nice, good read-aloud text. Great big ruin. We have a map. And we're going to throw that into Albert Rodeo for the map. I'm not going to do that right now, but but when we're when we're actually running it, it's going to be Albert Rodeo. Uh, let's take a look at the map. So this is what the map looks like. They're going to so one is through the main entranceway. Two, there's a bunch of twos. There's a three, a four, and a five. So a bunch of different areas to explore. Where, and where's the actual? Is is for the stairwell? How do how do you actually get below? Is a good question. Where's the Where's the lower, so the underkeep? Stairs lead down to level one. Area is an overlay. Place the overlay on the map. Ooh, there's an overlay. That's interesting. I'm, I think I've got the maps for that. Let's pop open this. So we have, this, this is, yeah. So this is the Castle Ruins map. And then I don't see an overlay for this one. 
There's the crypt with overlay. Figuring out how to do the overlays with Albert Rodeo is going to be interesting. I'll tell you. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to do that. We're going to learn. We're all going to learn together. But the weird bit is they say that there's an overlay, but when I'm looking at the map pack, I do not see a Castle Ruins overlay. So we might have to theater the mind that because I don't know. I'll have to look at the physical book and see and see if I've got an overlay. But I don't see one. So I guess that there is a, well, let's take a look because I think it's maybe the, whoops, I don't need that anymore. Where did my Scarlet Citadel? There it is. Oh, this is the book. Okay. This area is shown in overlay one or under key. Place the overlay on the map or to the side of the map if you prefer. When the characters drop through the opening to the floor, the main keep show the players the point of view illustration on page 37. That looks like page 37, right? There's no page numbers on this. 36, 37. Ah, so that so that's below. That's cool. Okay. Right, so there's a space underneath the tower. So they kind of go in here, they go up this place, then there's a big hole, and that hole leads down to the that hole leads down to the chamber below, and that's how they actually get into Scarlet Citadel. We have so what are the different scenes that are going on here? We have the main gateway. And I'm also looking for any secrets that I can find here, because I'm not full up on secrets. Collapsed outbuildings. A lot of sort of cutting across. Then there's an owl bear. And we can roll the, I will, I will roll at the time to see if the owlbear is going to be there or not. I think that that'll be fun. And they could find stuff about the owlbear. A secondary keep. The secondary main keeps are one floor above the ground level to the courtyard. Main keep entry level. Rectangular keep. Four floors when intact. Gnawed bones and feathers. Floor surrounding a trapdoor opening next to the east wall partially collapsed so that the opening is now irregular. That's the main keep. Yeah, that's the the place dropping below so there's probably signs so the the holzanger family crypts reside reside on the first level of scarlet citadel that's one harpies toss the bones of creatures they eat down these stairs and the jailer doesn't clean them out because it believes they help deter intruders many wild anim animals oh these are secrets not the wrong spot Many wild animals reside and den in the Scarlet Citadel, in the ruins of the Scarlet Citadel. They're drawn here for some reason. Another entrance to the dungeon is hidden among the trees and brush 250 feet west-northwest of the fort. From the fort, characters don't spot it, but a careful search of the entire hilltop lasting most of the day might reveal it if such a search is made. Leads directly to the Dwarven Barracks on level 3. Low-level characters are unlikely to find anything but a quick and gruesome death there, so it's in their best interest to overlook this entrance. So it's probably, that's probably something we want to reveal later. We're going to hang on to that, but there's a way to get down to level 3 without having to go through level 1 and 2. That will be a, a handy thing to do. Let's take a look at... One thing I wanted to do is there's, there's opportunity for some Holzanger, some of the background of Scarlet Citadel could be, could be, you know brought up here let's grab that 450 years ago Holzanger claims the white forest lands under gerdart the elder that's a good piece of info what other kind of information about let's see the white forest has always been a somewhat magical place both beautiful and sinister it's because of the ley line draw. There's a piece of history that's probably pretty useful. 
The castle, now called the Scarlet Citadel, sits on the site of an ancient elven hunting lodge in the White Forest claimed by a noble family after the Great Retreat some 400 years ago. So what is the Great Retreat? Let's find information about that. We can go back to our Kobold Press and look for the Midgard World Book. The Midgard World Book, by the way, is on sale. I'm going to talk about this on the talk show today. The Midgard World Book and other all of the Midgard stuff is currently on sale on Kobold Press for like... 30% off. You can get the Midgard World Book PDF and physical book for 42 bucks, which is a really, really good deal for a very, very cool book. One of those big books that you could just soak in for, for you know, years and years and years. Let's look for a retreat. When the elves retreated from the world, their roads remained. So here we go. Ley lines. The land, the, the land is covered with ley magic. Some know how to use it. But what is the story of the retreat? Why did they retreat? 482 years ago, the great retreat begins as elves withdraw from the mortal world. The elves of Thorin, Valara, Lamond, and Sifia depart. Only the river court of the Abernes remains, closing its border. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, so if you don't have the Midgard World Book, I think the PDF is also on sale. But 42 bucks for the for the PDF and physical version is a is a very good deal. It's a tremendous it's a tremendously useful book. If you are interested at all in running or just just soaking in an entire other world that's been developed for a long time, I would I would pick it up. I think it's fantastic. I think it's really cool. Looking for more about the Great Retreat. Here we go. This looks like there's a whole big story. The Young Kingdoms, the Black Sorcerer's Revolt. There's a lot of history here. I'll have to summarize this. Well, so it's a Great Retreat on page 18. So I've got that. That's pretty good. I'm, uh, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's ten secrets. Good on secrets. Any other tricky bits? I don't think so. I think this is pretty straightforward today. I don't know exactly how far they will get. There's a lot of stuff in this background that unfortunately is like you don't want to give away right away. You want to, you want to give it away in pieces. But the idea that they, the Holzanger, and I think there's a timeline, right? It looks like there have been many generations of the Holzangers ruled over Scarlet Citadel until it was burnt out by knights of Kors 110 years ago, where it has been left to, the, to its ruins ever since. The knights of Kors found the Monument of the Weird Weaver, and thought it was dangerous. So they buried it beneath the Temple of Kors in the center of Red Tower. That's pretty good. Got lots of good secrets. You know, lore. One of the things, I, w I was running the Dragon of, I Dragon of Stormwreck Isle, the new starter set adventure. And one thing that was that that adventure really clarified to me is that a and d adventure can be very straightforward stuff. Delving into a dungeon, looking at an old keep, traveling through, there's like these common sort of D&D situations. But the things that make them unique and interesting is the lore that surrounds them. What's the story of this place? Who was there? What's some of the art on the walls? And that's where you can really grab the imagination that it's often a vehicle. We think about the locations and the adventures themselves as almost a way to navigate a history and navigate a story that isn't synchronous. That isn't just reading from beginning to end. And so 
I think even when you have sort of a strange, typical, traditional place, the story that surrounds it and then grabbing onto that story and as a DM, finding the parts of that story that really interest you and really excite you that you want to dive into and you want to talk about, that's really where you get a lot of, a lot of value. So don't skip on the lore, read, dive into the lore. And that's where like reading the Midgard world book, even though you're running Scarlet Citadel is very local, reading the Midgard world book about the history of the elves and that those, those chapters I was just looking at, I'm going to read them actually before I run my game today, just to kind of soak it in. Because that's the kind of story that the players are interested in. My players are definitely interested in Midgard lore. They love the idea of learning about an entirely new world. They're excited about it. So that's something I don't wanna I don't wanna skimp on. So I think we're good. So we have five second level characters. So that's ten. Ten divided by four is two point five. So the deadly encounter benchmark today is three. CR monsters of three or greater are potentially deadly. The sum total of monster CRs, uh, three are deadly. I don't need to fill in any monsters because they are here. I don't think I'm going to worry about treasure right now because I'm hoping the book will have some interesting treasure for them to find. It's one of the reasons why I buy a book. So I'm not going to worry about those other pieces. So with that, I feel like I am in a good state. I know where my strong start is. I have a few scenes that will be kind of interesting. We have sort of an interesting encounter along the way. Maybe instead of the commoners being attacked by roachling skirmishers, they're being, are confronted roachling skirmishers. And we'll see how that goes. Like they're, they're kind of paranoid and hostile and these two groups are clashing and the players can get involved and maybe they don't get into a fight. We'll find out. So that is it. Friends, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today while I prepared for my Scarlet Citadel game. If you enjoyed this show and you want more stuff like this, you can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter where you get a free adventure generator PDF and a weekly D&D article sent directly to your inbox. You can pick up my books, Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master, The Lazy DM's Workbook, or The Lazy DM's Companion in beautiful offset print versions from the Sly Flourish store. The, the link to the store is in the show notes below. You can also get access to all kinds of tools, tips, tricks, adventures, city source books, a dedicated Discord channel, a monthly Q&A, all available on the Sly Flourish Patreon. It's a very reasonable price. You can find a link to the Patreon in the show notes below as well. Thank you all very much. Have a great day and get out there and play some D&D.